Hello and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 149. I wonder if I should like do like a, a sesquicentennial celebration for 150, which is coming up. I, I don't think that's really a thing. I feel like I see podcasts celebrate their 100th episode, but nobody's doing their 150th episode. But people do celebrate their 150th like city anniversary. So anyway, it's a nice round number. That's cool. It's coming up. I, I don't I don't have any plans for the 150th. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be particularly special. This one though, this episode right now is super special. Sort of, I guess. They're all special. Right? Right. So, uh, speaking of special episodes, um, I am still uploading slowly the the, the back catalog. <laughs> I'm going to call it a back catalog because it makes me feel like I have like albums that are like in the basement that I'm going to re-release and whatever. Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm slowly, still slowly doing that. I'm up to 29 and that takes us to the beginning of 2017. Um, which I, there's going to be some episodes in there that are just full of despair. I'm sorry in advance, or maybe that's what you're looking for. You, you, anyway, enjoy. <laughs> Meanwhile, here we are in 2019, it's two years later and then some, um, and, uh, this post today is, uh, related to my experience over on my other blog, the Hamlet Project, um, I think I'll just read it to you because most of the pertinent facts will be in the blog itself. Um, So I'll read it to you, and if there's stuff I need to tell you about it when it's over, I will. Here it is. It is called A Taste of Being a Patriarch in the Patriarchy. For most of the last decade, every day, I've been using a line of Hamlet as my prompt for daily writing. The Hamlet Project has nearly 100,000 views, and most of them are not people I know. I don't get a lot of comments on it, but when I do, they tend to assume I, the author, am a man. I have been called Sir, for example, and also Bro. I think, even when I am not explicitly gendered in a comment, I am assumed to be a man. I don't know this for sure, of course, but there's something about the tenor of the comments that makes me feel like I'm being misgendered. What is that tenor? Well, the comments tend to be respectful. They tend to endow me with a level of authority I am not used to receiving in situations wherein my gender is more obvious. It's just kind of a vibe. And it is very nice, actually. I'm not trying to obscure my gender identity in this venue, but in not making it obvious, it leaves a lot of people room to assume that I am the default gender. I'm also talking about one of the most famous male characters in history, featuring one of the most famous patriarchal struggles, and I say on my about page that the project began from an interest in playing Hamlet. Hamlet is a male character, It thus follows, as the night, the day, ipso facto, I must also be male. Except, of course, I'm not. 
and depending on the piece that someone might read, it might or might not become obvious. I mean, sure, there's a lot of feminist content that shows up, but maybe I'm just a super woke feminist dude. There's a way that once the assumption has been made, it will be hard to see the narrator differently. That is, until it becomes obvious. Recently, I started getting lots of views and comments from a man whose website describes him as his country's most versatile living writer. For a few days, I knew he was reading because my statistics reflected a lot of views from his country. He commented several times. I clicked like on his comments but didn't respond to them. Then he asked me a question, so I answered. The act of commenting revealed my picture and my name, and thereby also my gender identity. And wouldn't you know, I haven't had a comment or a view from his country since. I don't think this is a situation of a person realizing I'm a woman and stalking off in fury, saying, by God, I don't wish to know what a woman has to say. I suspect I just suddenly became a lot less interesting. A dedicated reader might just wander off for no particular reason, you know. It's not sexism, no. It's just, what's that over there? This is the thing a lot of people don't understand about things like sexism and racism and ableism and so on, that it isn't the overt stuff that gets to us. It's really the indifference that adds up over time and wears us down. It is actually super nice to be seen as the default. The misgendering is so pleasant because it comes with an assumption of capability, authority, and collegiality. I know what those things feel like now, and I recognize that I don't usually feel them in any of the other venues, like this one, wherein my gender is a lot more obvious. Before I tuned into this experience of reading as male, I couldn't have really articulated what experience I wasn't having. I didn't have any sense of what it felt like to have male privilege. I'm thinking of that email experience slash experiment those two coworkers had when they switched email signatures for a week. We focused a lot on the male coworker's eye-opening interactions when he was perceived as female, how formally easy interactions became confrontational when he was perceived as his female colleague. The story for me felt like, see, it's not all in our heads. But now I'm thinking more about what the female coworkers' experience was when suddenly the way was cleared. I think I imagined it a little bit like that Eddie Murphy SNL sketch where he disguises himself as a white guy and people just give him stuff and throw white people parties on the bus. But of course it's not that dramatic. No one gave that switched email coworker an award or a pile of money when she was perceived as male. Her job just got a lot faster and easier. Similarly, I'm not getting any special kudos or winning awards or praise or pats on the back in being perceived as male with my Hamlet project. It's just a more pleasant atmosphere and I get twice as many views. I'm not saying it's a paradise over there. An occasional dickhead makes his way there just like anywhere. But the dickheadery is somehow less dickheaded. The vibe over there is nice. So 
I'm in no hurry to disabuse anyone of their perception, and I might really enjoy using a pseudonym for some stuff in the future. Just because it's nice to roll around in male privilege for a bit. So if you feel like checking out The Hamlet Project, it's at thehamletproject.com. And uh, I'm not sure what to recommend. It's funny, I don't have a, a really strong relationship with the stuff that I write and put up there. It's sort of just routine for me. Um, so I don't even really know what, like if there are pieces that are particularly good. I don't even have like a is it good or bad relationship. I just am like... There's things there. <laughs> There's me having a relationship with a line on one day. Um, but I, I do know that a story kind of emerged out of the line about the carp of truth. Um, so if you Google carp of truth or just search carp in the hamletproject.com, you'll find that little story that came out of this project. Um, and I think there's some more stuff like that, but I, I literally cannot remember. If I think of it, I will tell you all in the future. And if you have favorites, tell me, because um, that would be really cool. Um, if you like the podcast, here's some things you could do. Uh, one, you could join my mailing list at emilyrainbowdavis.com. You could like it on Facebook. You could uh, follow me on Twitter. Um, you could become my patron at Patreon. Um, that is patreon.com slash Davis. You could uh, leave a review and give it five stars uh, on the Apple podcast situation. Um, you could uh, subscribe in all of the places or any of the places um, that you're listening and re I think reviews are possible in some of those places. I don't know. I, I've, I haven't actually seen any. So, hmm. Um, and all of those links are in the show notes. So if you're looking for a way to just like click through, that's the way to do it. Okay. So the song is silly. <laughs> I mean, it isn't silly. I just, it, I thought, I was trying to figure out what it was going to be. And I was like, what are some songs that are like, like being like a man? And I was like, walk like a man, talk like a man, blah, blah, blah. And I just was like, meh. And then all of a sudden I just was like, oh, rocket man. I'm not the man they think I am. Because of that line. I, I have always heard it incorrectly as I'm not the man they think I am at all. But it is, in fact, I'm not the man they think I am at home. Um, I, I went with at all for myself for this recording just because um, it goes more directly with the theme of being misgendered. Because I'm not the man they think I am at all. See? Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, here's Rocket Man for you. Um, I think I... I'm missing a chord. Like I got these chords the way I often do, which is just by Googling Rocket Man and chords. Although it's not always Rocket Man. It's usually another song. <laughs> but uh, I, and then, you know, the chords are what they are. And uh, as I've, as I listen to it now, I'm like, I think I'm missing a chord. There's like a chord in there that I just, what is it? And 
if I would wait and find it and learn it and bring it to you in a happier state, but I want to get this podcast out to you, and so I'm not going to. I'm going to leave it in this missing cord (laughs) state of being. I feel like the point is made with the cord or without the cord, you know, um, as it is, as it is, that, uh, that, that's, that's usually my aesthetic anyway, is like, well, this is what it sounds like today. So I hope that you enjoy, uh, Rocket Man and, uh, I will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. I am just so grateful to have you all be listening. So thanks. Okay, Rocket Man. She packed my bags last night, pre-flight. Zero hour, 9 a.m. And I'm gonna be high as a kite by then. I miss the earth so much. I miss my wife It's lonely out in space On such a timeless flight And I think it's gonna be a long, long time So touchdown brings me round again to find the man they think I am at all. Oh no, oh no. I'm a rocket man. Rocket man burning out his fuse up here alone. And I think it's gonna be a long, long time till touchdown brings me round again to find. I'm not the man they think I am at all.
it's gonna be a long, long time. And I think it's gonna be a long, long time. And I think it's gonna be a long, long time.